friends in the industry. So in the transportation, logistics, and insurance industries, a common statement that I hear being communicated is, there's just so much to know and so many rules to follow in trekking. So while I believe this statement to be true, there is a ton of information to know, but regardless of how much it is, it's critical that you know and comply with the requirements. So I like to think of the regulations trucking companies need to follow kind of as like the rules of or rules of the game a team needs to follow. So when you understand the rules of the game and your team understands the direction from the coach, or in this case, the owner or a manager, it becomes a heck of a lot easier to win. So I'm Josh Annabray, your host of the Truck Focus podcast. Our podcast mission is simple. We're connecting transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. So today I'm super excited as I get to speak with John Farkar, owner of Summit Risk Solutions. As we dive into his journey, his approach on help identifying risk, but also fixing risk, changing cultures, and empowering companies to mitigate through education, empowerment, and entertainment. So I highly recommend that you visit summitrisksolutions.ca to learn more about John and the impact that he's having in our industry. So I also look forward to the impact this conversation is going to have. Let's get to it. All right. So John, honestly, welcome to the Truck Focus podcast. Uh, really excited for a couple of things. I know we were just chatting before we hit record. And I am first off, I'm really amazed and excited with your journey. And again, as our listeners will learn a lot about that here shortly, I think it's really cool. I think you're a great testament of what's possible in the transportation, insurance, logistics industries. Um, it's obviously awesome watching you and Chris on the podcast. And I'm just really honored that yeah, you're taking the time out of your Saturday to hop on with me. So welcome, man. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thanks, Josh. It's, it's great. I was uh, I was just sitting here doing some work. So it was like, hey, this is a nice break from working. <laughs> so it gives me something to do. And, uh, you know, hey, I, I get to chat, you know, because the cat doesn't listen very well. And my wife's gone for the day. So, yeah, so we're we're, we're alone today. So this is perfect. I get to chat to another human being. <laughs> uh, so funny. We used to have a rabbit, literally. And every morning I'd go downstairs, acknowledge that I'm coming so we didn't freak out. Yep. And it was it was a mix between cat, rabbit, and dog, where I was just <laughs> like, man, you're the coolest thing. I didn't even know this existed in rabbits. But anyway, that's what made me think of that when you said cat. Because oh, I'm like, cool. yeah, literally, I would talk to the rabbit. And I'm like, you don't know what I'm saying, but at least I'm talking. So Yes. yes. Oh, <laughs> so give us a quick rundown. Well, I don't know if quick is the right word. Give us a rundown. Of who is John and highlight some of your experience in transportation, logistics, insurance, all that good stuff. Sure, sure. So, uh, well, let's uh, let's start from the beginning. I was born in no, no, not that far <laughs> back. Let's let's come a little bit further ahead. So, anyway, but uh, yeah, I've uh, I started my uh, my transportation career as a driver. Um, I'll I'll be honest here and and let you know that I was driving tractor trailer at uh, about fourteen years old. Um, I uh, had spent a fair bit of time living with my grandparents and my grandfather owned a, a tractor trailer. My uncles had them and my dad as well. But um, uh, my grandfather said, look, if you're going to if you're going to be able to be a truck driver one day, you got to know how to drive truck now. So, you know, he put me in a big truck and uh, it, it's, it's probably one of the funniest stories I got is is with my grandfather. So when I um, uh, I think I was about 17, I was getting geared up to go for my driver's license at 18 for my class a and um, my grandfather had this big white road commander cab over okay like you know darn near eight feet wide inside and uh, he climbs up in the passenger side I'm up in the driver's side and we're getting all geared and I'm you know get familiar with what's going on and I've I've I 
driven this a couple of times as well as some other trucks. And he just said, looked over at me and he goes, now, son, I want you to understand. I don't want you nipping a gear. You nip a gear and you're going to hurt. And I'm thinking, uh, you way over there. Like, how are you going to? No, this is not possible. So anyway, um, we get started. I get two gears in and I nip the, the third gear. And all of a sudden, I felt a smack in the back of my head. And I'm like, what in the heck? And I look over, well, in the bunk, the bed is here. He's got a broomstick tucked down in the bed. And he reaches up when I wasn't looking and he smacked that broomstick on the back of my head. I'll tell you, I never nipped another gear after that. So, but yeah, so that was kind of the start of my trucking career of, uh, it was, uh, it was a painful start, let's say. (laughs) But but yeah, I, I, I drove truck for, uh, for several years. Um, I was a company owner really early on. Uh, my uncles owned a trucking company and I was one of the owners of, there was six of us. So we all pulled some money in. Uh, and that's when I bought my first truck and became a, an owner operator. And it was, uh, I think I was maybe about three, maybe four years into my trucking career. So, you know, there was no wasting any time. It was like, no, throw you to the deep end. The sharks are coming. Let's go. Uh, so we did that for a number of years. And then in, um, uh, the mid nineties, uh, I was working under the authority of a friend of mine. Um, we were kind of doing, I don't want to say gypsy running, but we were kind of doing our own thing and and whatnot. He, he had the authority we we're operating under. And he said, you know what, look, I want to retire. Uh, he was about 20 plus years. No, no, geez, maybe 30. Yeah. He's about 30 years older than I am. And he wanted to retire. So he says, buy my truck, buy my trailer, buy my company. So we cut a deal. And away we did. And that was the start of uh, Trans Global, owned by John Farquhar. So uh, we grew it to about 12 trucks uh, in a short period of time. Um, and then in 2003, we shut it down. Um, and it was just kind of really odd. At that time in 2003, uh, the, 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 the exchange dollar between the U.S. and Canada was like 65 cents. It was outrageous. Um, so anyway... Uh, I had a couple owner operators that wanted to retire. Uh, my mom and my dad both drove for me, which was interesting because they had been divorced for almost 20 years. Um, and the one thing I didn't do was make sure they came to the yard at the same time. I had to make sure, you know, if, if one was coming to the yard, I'd hold the other one up at a truck stop somewhere until this one left. And then this one come and never get them at the same yard. It's like cat and dog it was this never. So anyway, um, but uh, yeah, 2003, we shut it down and we weren't sure what, but something was telling us we need to take a break. So I closed it down. I said, we're going to shut it down for 30 days. Uh, I gave everybody some pay, said, take a holiday. Uh, we'll find out in 30 days if we're going to be back at doing this again. And I thought if we do, I'll jump back in the truck and I'll start it up again myself. Um, equipment was sold in 15. I had people come around and go, Hey, why is the truck sitting in the yard? What are you doing? I'll give me not working. I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. Something's going on, you know, just weird things in the industry. And I'm taking a break and well, you want to sell that truck? You want to sell that trailer? Sure. Everything's for sale for a price. So, uh, it was all gone in 15 days. And, uh, at 40, at at the end of the 30 days, we had no equipment. So we thought, okay, I guess we're going to do something different. And, um, we kind of just took a few weeks after that 30 days to decide what to do. My wife uh, came to me with uh, the bank book and, uh, I kind of looked at it and went, wow, there's a lot of money in there. Who'd you forget to pay? And she's like, no, that's all ours. That's all ours. So I said, oh, best money I ever made in trucking was getting out of trucking. So, uh, nonetheless, uh, I had a few friends call me up 
who I had done freight with back and forth. We had, you know, uh, load brokered between each other and whatnot in the, in our um, respective categories. And they said, hey, you were managing the safety side of your company. Could you come help me? I'm really struggling over here. I don't have driver files in place. I need to do some hiring and road testing and stuff like this. Can you, can you give me a hand? I said, sure. And that was the start of uh, the consulting side of uh, risk management. And, and that's kind of where we, uh, where we jumped on board. And then uh, I did that for about uh, two years. And I was helping a, uh, one of the clients, a very well, a good friend of mine at the time. I was in uh, managing their safety department and helping to tweak their operations. And they were up for an insurance uh, evaluation, right? The insurance company come in looking to uh, renew insurance and wanted to see. And uh, this fella who I didn't know uh, comes in, does the evaluation. And we go through this for a couple hours and yada, 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 yada. And uh, he goes, wow, you, you really got your ducks in a row. You, you know what you're doing. I said, well, uh, short story. I've been doing this for less long and da, 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 da. And uh, anyway, so he says, wow, hey, you, great job. Great job. You know, and, uh, and then let it go. And I didn't think any more of it. And I think uh, probably a couple of months later, I get a phone call uh, from this fella. And he goes, uh, yeah, I'm part of the team here at uh, Zurich Insurance. And we're looking to hire some more risk people. And uh, I threw your name in the ring and I thought maybe you might be interested in, I said, I guess, maybe, I don't know. Let's see what it's about. Uh, so then went for an interview and, uh, you know, a little bit more. And next thing you know, I'm uh, working for Zurich Insurance. And uh, it was kind of cool at first. Um, I got thrown in the deep end. I had some good mentors. I'll, I'll grant it that. But uh, it was kind of a short training process to get going. Uh, and then, you know, my gift to gab and my ability to interact with any people really helped to, you know, when talking to other trucking companies. So um, the three month mark, like all large corporations, the three month mark is uh, they kind of bring you in, do that evaluation, right. You know, and say, yeah, we, we, we like what you're doing. Um, any thoughts? And I'm going, yeah, um, your training program sucks. And they're like, what do you mean? What do you mean suck? I said, well, you, you, you hired me on. And I said, the first couple of weeks you helped, but then it was like, you're free to the wolves. And, and I'm like, I really could have used some more. I had to reach out to the team to get some ideas. And then I've had to take and create my own. And you've got all this great data behind you, but you're not using it. And you know, I, I kind of complained a little bit, but I didn't complain bad enough to get fired. Um, what happened was I complained enough that they said, oh, well, would you like to uh, build our training program then? And I'm like, oh, shoot, wrong thing to say. <laughs> so anyway, um, but nonetheless, so, uh, so yeah, we got involved. And then uh, I was with Zurich for seven years. And during that seven-year period, I went from being a field rep to a team leader, uh, to the manager, to the national transportation manager for all across Canada. So I did all the hiring and training and mentoring. And then um, the last year that I was there, I took on the role of portfolio. Well, actually the last two years, um, I took on the role of portfolio executive. So I worked with uh, the brokers and the clients in an overall view, and then the team to kind of delegate workloads and, and whatnot and stuff like that. So uh, the second to last year, I was kind of portfolio manager and national transportation manager, which was, uh, it was daunting and I don't wish it on anybody. It was mentally exhausting, but it was great because I built this process where any new uh, team member that I brought on now went through a three month mentoring program. 
Okay. Um, where you were hooked at the hip with me. And then I would put you with other people on the team. So then uh, the end of 2020, uh, we had a falling out. Uh, there was a lot of U.S. banter, but nonetheless, uh, it was a great company. Don't get me wrong. Love Zurich. They were a great company, um, but decided to take a break and was going to take three, four months off. And uh, I was at that time a big snowmobiler. So the plan was I'm going to snowmobile for January, February, March and enjoy life. And um, shortly after I left, I got a phone call uh, from somebody within Zurich that was no longer there. And they said, hey, we're looking to start this program up at uh, another insurance company. We want you to come on board. So that was the beginning of the guarantee company. Uh, and we built everything that they had for commercial automobile transportation insurance. They didn't have anything. We built everything from the ground up, took everything that we had learned with Zurich and built and whatnot and elaborated and even made it better yet again, because now it was ours. We, we were the team that was brought together to make this something that, so it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. And, uh, and then uh, unfortunately, and I, I really say, unfortunately, the guarantee was bought by intact insurance. Um, so the company that we thought we were all going to retire at um, after seven years um, turned into something else. And it just was a direction that I wasn't uh, interested in. I wasn't comfortable with. And so I decided I didn't want to stay uh, and I moved on. And in, so May 2020, we, we left that company and took another holiday. Uh, but there was no snow at this time, so I couldn't go snowmobiling. So I thought, well, what do we do now? So uh, my wife and I thought, well, you know, let's go back to our roots. We've always been an entrepreneur. There's uh, a lot of need in the industry for what it is we bring. Let's 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 see what we can do. And hence, that's when we started Summit Risk Solutions. Um, took it to a new level. So. What Summit Risk Solutions does is we specialize in risk evaluation. So we work with a lot of insurance companies, insurance brokers. Uh, they'll refer us to their clients to do risk evaluations. Um, the insurance companies we work for, most of them uh, don't have uh, a risk team per se. So they're looking for somebody to go out and get a snapshot of this operation before they decide to uh, uh, bind the business or partner with that carrier and whatnot. And then we're also now working with a number of captive groups uh, to kind of help everybody be accountable and whatnot. So, uh, so yeah, that's where we are. So here we are, you know, now into April, 2022 and uh, life's not doing too bad. Hey, Josh here. Just a quick interruption of John and I's conversation is I really want to encourage you to visit summitrisksolutions.ca and see how they can be of service to your journey. So I've included the link in the show notes. Let's get back to the episode. Oh, you hit so many good points with your journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say journey and some people think, well, that's great. Well, it's been a very bumpy oh, rocky yeah. journey. There's no doubt. But you know what? what's life if you can't have some up and ups and downs and, and that makes you really appreciate the ups and then yes. and learn to deal with the downs and, and how to manage those challenges. Yes. So. Yeah. What came to mind was that picture where some people think success is just that golden arrow oh. to the north, and it's like, oh. no, 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 it's all over the place. And, <laughs> it is. It is. Something I admire. So part of, I speak on progression in industry and you're living yep. proof of progression and opportunity, but I also like the fact that you take time to reflect Mm -hmm. because you're aware and yep. it sounds like your wife is aware of, okay, this is going in a direction that I don't want, or I don't yep. like. Yep. Time out. I'm the yep. captain of my ship. 
I like exactly. that. Exactly. I think that is a key yeah. takeaway too. So before I backtrack though, because yep. you hit so For many sure. good points, where do people go um, to visit Summit Risk Solutions? That's well, we, we, have a, we have a website. It's uh, summitrisksolutions.ca. Uh, we've got lots of great information on that website. My, you know, my calendar or my, my task is to try and share as much information as I possibly can, you know, to get you a little better educated. It'll help you get to know us. So there's a big bio about me. Uh, we probably, we have uh, strategic partners on that page and then resources and all kinds of great information. Uh, you can also reach me at john at summitrisksolutions.ca. Uh, and then feel free to blast my phone with text messages or, or, or phone calls at 226 802-2762. That's all that's all posted on the website as well. So, but yeah, so that's the easiest okay, way to good. get a hold of me. Okay, good. Yeah. And I'll make sure to include that in the show notes. I think that's really important. Oh, oh absolutely. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think just, again, for our listeners that are interested, A, to learn more, but yep. more so I need help. And yep. you hit nine things that I actually need help with. So now they know how to get in contact with you. Yep. So there that's you really go. important. The uh, So it's interesting with your backstory too, because it kind of, you had more trucks than I had, um, but that's a very similar path that I had when mm-hmm. I was 21-ish with yep. a best friend of mine at the time and us, we bought a trucking company. Sweet. And yeah, we uh, <laughs> that's one way to work it. I used <laughs> to say painful education, but... <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, very much so. Yes. Oh, man. But it, I think that... Well, I'll ask the question. Does that feed your empathy when you're working with carriers? Because you know what it's like to try and from grassroots figure it out. It, it does, you know, it, it, one of the biggest things that I've seen as a challenge. So, so interesting enough with my career path and what I've done. So, so let's kind of take a step back to the Zurich days, you know, when I was mentoring the team, um, we hired a number of people with zero transportation experience. They, one, one fellow was very young. His dad was a truck driver. So I, I guess I shouldn't say zero trucking experience, but he'd never driven himself. Right. And, and then we had a couple of people that had never driven, but they were involved in the industry one way or another. But what was interesting was when you sat across the desk from a trucking owner, safety management, and you're trying to do this assessment or valuation of their risk, to be able to report back to the insurance company. And then you're trying to offer them assistance or guidance, advice, recommendations on things. The first thing they look at you and go, what do you know about trucking? And, and when you can start going, oh, well, um, you know, like today now, I actually just, uh, you know, had a client visit last week. And one of the questions was, well, so what's your background? Like, what brings you here? Who, wh- What makes you think Summit can show us what we're doing? And I said, Okay, well, I'll try to shorten this as quick as I can, but it's still going to take five minutes, you know. And and I just kind of went through the story. You know, I I I driven truck, I've owned trucks, I've uh, been an owner operator. I went to company owner, uh, owned my own consulting firm, worked for some major insurance companies, and now operate my own uh, consulting firm again. So, you know, after I get done that, most times, you know, and I've said I've been in this industry now forty years, and most of them are like. You know, and, and, and it's like, okay, hang on, let me, let me pick your chin up and whatnot. But, you know, a lot of the companies nowadays, if you get somebody that's been in this 10 years, that's, that's a long time to some of these new trucking operations, right? And they're going, oh my God, you got 40, four, oh, 30 years on me. And I'm going, yeah, but don't, don't let this intimidate you. I've just had opportunity to learn more. And if you're smart, you'll listen to what I'm going to share with you and help you. I, I can, I can help you correct this before you make all these 
miserable, terrible mistakes that we've all made over the years. Learn from my mistakes and, and let's make it like better. You know, I try to do that with my kids, but kids will be kids. They still want to make their own mistakes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. And I, I could totally picture that too. I think once people realize that you speak the language, you've lived it, yes. you've got the scars, the bumps yes. to say, yeah, actually, I remember my time. Yeah. That instant credibility, that builds trust. And then they're actually going to do it. it they're going to listen. It does. Yeah. Well, and, and, and what's really big, if you're going to sit across from somebody and talk about their business, right? You have to have empathy. You have to have passion to go with it. And you also have to have consideration and respect for what they're about to do or, or what they've been doing or struggling to try and do for the last several years. Um, but in that process, I want to build a relationship with you. I want to be able to say, I want to leave something lasting so that, like I tell every client that I go see, you know, I'm here on behalf of an insurance company, or I'm on behalf of you because you want to learn more. Um, I always say, there's my business card. Please, if you have any questions, do not hesitate to call me. You're going to get a report from me that's going to have great information. But at the same time, please pick up the phone and call, you know, and it, it's unfortunate. I get some that do and a lot that don't, you know, but those that do are like, I'm trying to learn some more. Can you help me? Can you come by and, and give me some gut? Yes, I'd be happy to. Not a problem, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, and that really feeds to what, again, what we were talking about prior to hit record. That is what industry needs because you're actually yes. impacting industry. Yes. And it's not, like we were talking prior, so sorry those that are listening right now, but we are talking about paper. And yeah. just because your paperwork looks cool doesn't mean anything at the end of the day, unless you go through some form of audit that says, oh, your paperwork looks really nice. Mm. But it's the culture and it's the yes. trust and it's the, like, I have an example actually from years and years ago, not, not quite 40, I'm not quite there yet, but the, uh, I'll give it 15 years ago. <laughs> I was with our first bank meeting and after getting to know him a little bit, he pulls out a stack of cards, probably two inch thick. Yep. yep. He's like, do you know what these are? And we're like, business cards. He's like, they're my guys. Yes. And he's just like, that's, so he also goes to, I have it as well, but you have strategic partners on your website where it's just like, we know a lot, but we can't know everything. Like, no, just because you're no. an expert one, it's just like, yep. well, I don't speak this language of this part of our industry, but I know someone that does. Right. The warmest welcome of all time. So if I, again, exactly. pick up the phone and call, hey, yep. because I want to change your culture. Because yep. if you change the culture, you're not going to have that collision or that out of service. So your yep. paperwork will look nice. So yep. anyway, yep. I, I'm yep. really impressed. And yep. yeah, well, yeah, you know, good. you, you've, you've got to have partners. There's no doubt about it because any, any, consultant per se, or uh, any entity that says, oh yeah, we do everything perfectly. Yep. You know what? Bull. No, sorry. Not happening. Um, you know what? And, and, and I specialize in certain areas. So that's why I have strategic partners and I call them in because that makes it easier. It's no different. Any trucking company out there who says, oh yeah, we can do it all. No, you can't. You, you can't. You're, you're really good at drive in. You're don't, don't get into flatbed. You don't know anything about it. But what I literally love to go is when I, when I meet people and they're having issues, whether it be with their losses or with their carrier profiles, I'm going, you might be really, really good at moving freight from A to B, but you're not very good at stopping these violations from happening or having these crashes because you're specialized over here. So let people that are specialized in other areas come in and help you to critique these other areas and you'll learn, you know, but you'll never be a specialist in everything. It's as they say, uh, a jack of all trades, a master of none. Yes. Right. So it's, it's trying to be realistic in what you do. Yes. 
yeah, that's great advice. And you'll see those, like you can have a, whatever, a, a tandem actual international hauling down the highway and you got load bars in the back and then they're going to hook up to a flat deck and they're like looking at the load bars. <laughs> that needs straps and chains it's like yeah 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 <laughs> yeah well, yeah yeah it's early sad i remember back in the day years ago jb hunt I, I don't know if they still do it or not but jb hunt schneider does it a little bit got into the tanker business okay right okay and, and it was funny because uh jb hunt got into it for a little while i remember that but it, it would be funny because you'd see that exact thing you'd see a tractor with load bars strapped on the back of the bunk pulling a tanker and you'd go, what's he going to do with those? You know, so, and it was funny because I, I remember years and years and years ago, the joke was, yeah, another Schneider driver died. He, uh, he died in the tank because he drowned putting the load bars into place. <laughs> so, you know, it, was, it was really sad, but nonetheless, but, you know, again, it's like stick to what you're good at, you know? Yeah. So, um, so prior to uh, my current life, I came from the equipment industry. And that, when I got into health and safety, that was the number one complaint is a third party. That's why I paint the picture of load bars in a flat deck yep. is they literally are like asking, well, where's your chains and boomers I can use? And we're like, you're going from Calgary to Ontario. You got to use your own. And it just, again, it's, <laughs> yeah. that's a, it's a sad, but funny analogy. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It is. It is. So yeah. When did you meet Chris then? Because I wanted to briefly talk on the Trucking Risk and Insurance podcast, which yep. I think is another awesome outlet for our listeners. So any anytime sure. we talk about name drop something, I always include the link. Sure, sure. Yeah. Where do you or how did you meet Chris and how is the podcast journey going together? I have uh, I have known Chris for several, several, several years. Um uh I'm trying to remember. I, I can't remember the first time we met because I know we did, but um he I, I was doing some um uh, consulting for uh, a client, uh, doing, helping them try to get some paperwork into play and compliance stuff and whatnot. And, uh, Chris was the insurance representative. He was with old Republic at that time. I'm thinking back around 2004, 2005, something like that. And he actually came in on behalf of the insurance company and, and was looking at some stuff and, uh, you know, it was really cool because he had, um, you know, he was like, yeah, oh, this is good, 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 good stuff. You got here, good stuff. And oh, here's a couple of suggestions. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's, I, I, I never thought of that. Let's put that into play. Uh, and that's, I think, I, I remember when we kind of really had, had met each other then. I know we'd met somewhere before, but nonetheless, that was probably one of the key areas. And then um, I joined Zurich just shortly after that time period. And then we had crossed paths at different uh, functions conferences, you know, get togethers with insurance companies. They all hobnob and ooh, whatnot. But uh, yeah, so, you know, we crossed paths and whatnot. And then he had stepped out on his own. Uh, I think he's been on his own now eight, nine years uh, under safety dog. And it was like, wow, okay. Like it was a surprise to see him leave the insurance world to start his own thing. Usually people retire from the insurance world and then start their own thing or, or something, whatever. But nonetheless, um, you know, he, he took it and went with it and it was like, wow, this is awesome. So during my days in the insurance world, when somebody needed a, um, somebody that could provide some training services, some consulting services, whether it be safety, compliance, risk management, whatnot, uh, Chris was one of my go-tos. It was like, oh, you, you get a whole safety dog. This guy's good. He can provide this product. Because the downfall with the, the insurance side is I work for the insurance company. I'm out here to evaluate you and assess you on behalf of my employer. Unfortunately, I can't extend any further services because 
well, I'm so bloody busy seeing all these other clients that we have. I can't get into it with you. And it was unfortunate because a lot of times it was like, oh, I could really help you with this. No problem. But I just, I can't, I can't. So, uh, so we would refer other consultants and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I always had a list of three or four guys and, uh, you know, would say, oh, these are the guys, this guy can help you out. This guy can help you out and whatnot. And, and, and Chris was always one of those top three guys. And, you know, and I'd always say, you know, don't take my word for it. Call three of them and see who can help you because maybe one's too busy or, or one's, you know, that's not his forte. You can't do that. So, and, and, um, it was, it was interesting because when we started, uh, Summit Risk Solutions, I reached out to Chris and I said, look, buddy, we've been long-term friends. We, we, you know, I know what you do. I'm starting this. And he's like, oh, awesome. I want you to be one of my strategic partners. So he was one of the first people on my partners page of my website. Uh, and we had talked about what, what kind of services he would provide and stuff like that. So, and, and it's kind of neat because we don't do the same thing. You know, we're, we're a little, I do more of the higher risk evaluation stuff and he's more like, yeah, driver training, uh, hands-on work. And he does some risk evaluation as well. So we, we complement one another, but we also don't, we're kind of competitors, but we're not, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, and then um, probably, I think it was last year, he reached out to me and said, hey, uh, I want to extend the podcast. I, I want to co-host. I think the two of us can really have some fun with us. And that's when we started it. And it was still safety dog at the time. And then uh, he's going, we got to change this, man. It's, it's, we're more than this anymore. And it's not just safety dog. It's you and I, we got to do something. So that's when we come up with the name uh, Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast. Both everything we've done, we both worked for insurance companies. We both worked we're in uh, trucking, uh, safety management, risk management, and whatnot. And then turn around and add going, we're trying to help these clients, you know, or, or people, the listeners, whoever be, you know, our focus is that safety group owners and whatnot, uh, and try to try to get going. So it has gone crazy. Uh, it's been well, we're having fun with it. We, uh, we have our new, our new oh, hats, nice. you know, so yeah, there's only two of these in existence. So just one for Chris, one for I, <laughs> but you know, down the road, you know, we would think we'd do that, but yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's having fun. There's um, a big truck show next weekend here in Ontario called truck world. Uh, he's going to be there for the three days. I'm going to be there for the Saturday. We're going to do a podcast at the show and whatnot, but yeah, it's, it's all about how can we share information with the industry, how can we make it better? Because, you know, sitting behind the desk, you know, you, you get the phone call to go see a customer. That's one customer you hit. That's one, one entity within the organization. The podcast is allowed to reach us out to more, you know, and then share that. So between the podcast and YouTube channel, uh, we're, it's growing and building and we're getting, hearing more downloads and we're like going, okay, people are hearing us and uh, it's growing. So they must be listening and like what they hear. Yes. Yeah. And I'm a big listener too. So, and I always oh, like, awesome. <laughs> like, awesome. Cool. You guys hit the engagement part really well, the empowerment part and the education part. And yep, cool. it's a, uh, that's literally the driving factor. Why we started the truck focus podcast is yep. I could call up John. We have a great conversation. You solved three of my problems. I'm not the only one facing those three problems. No, so let's get no. that message out there. And you guys, exactly. the driver follow one, I thought was really good because yep. it's what Ontario and stateside have much clearer regulation than Alberta. Yes. I'm asking one of my SMEs and I'm just like, hey, this is a silly question coming from me because I know where to yep. find it in the, in the mm -hmm. regs. Mm -hmm. Am I missing something? Yep. Is there not a step-by-step? Because -step? I just listened to and they're just, he's just like, 
no, you got to AR yeah. whatever it was. And uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, that yeah. depth though, and especially in an engaging way where someone's, yep. they're not falling asleep while they're listening. So again, that's a huge, right. Well, we're, we're, we're glad nobody's falling apart, falling asleep because one of the things we call ourselves two gray old farts with beards, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we try to have fun because again, it's about having fun. And, and I'm, both of us are of the, of the same mind that if we have humor in the conversation, people are going to listen because they want to get engaged. And if I can make you laugh, you're going to pay attention a little bit more. You know, like even my, my evaluations with clients are very engaging, I, I like to add humor. Yes, it's a serious uh, meeting that we're having, but at the same time, let's have fun because I'm expecting that if I can make you laugh and relax and enjoy yourself, I can get you to let your hair down and we can talk about the pitfalls, the issues, the you know the, the areas that maybe are not good and, and just be transparent and honest with me. I'm not here to beat you up for it. I'm here to go, well, how can we create, make that better? How do we raise the bar here in this area? And, and, and I'm going to offer some assistance and, and, and get you thinking in a different way. The same thing goes with the podcast. How can we make you think about this a little bit and have some fun? So, uh, so there's more to that series. We're going to, we're going to go through each of the elements. So, yeah, so we just got started. And unfortunately, um, I had training this week, so I couldn't do a podcast uh, yesterday. So we had the one that's there pre-recorded. So, uh, so we're going to continue that series uh, on some more here. But uh, I think uh, I think it'll be good because yes. a lot of people don't realize what you should have, and there is the Ontario government has done a great job at offering up the assistance, the the um, um, the policy manual, the safety standards that they've created, and the FMCSA has this fabulous area which so many people just do not know exist. And I kind of wonder, how can you run a trucking company and not know the rules? Yes. yes. You know, so, but anyway. Yeah, the, you're absolutely right. And it's funny, actually, I just finished an article yesterday that was talking, it was a, the question was, does safety and compliance create roadblocks for carriers? Mm-hmm. And I use the expression, when you know the rules of the game, it's a lot easier to win. Yes, you're not cheating. Very much so. You're nope. winning nope. because you understand how do you make yep. your business as prime and optimal as possible within the boundaries that are laid out in the law. So exactly. Yeah, but you're absolutely exactly. right. When yep. someone's asked, I, I'm in a lot of trucking Facebook groups and I'm kind of like, yep. no, that's incorrect. That's yeah. And I, yeah. I'm mindful how to correct people because yep. Yep. you got to obviously be mindful and respectful right. not to embarrass, but it's right. like, no, you right. can't drive 19 hours a day because it's snowing. Like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the, exactly. Uh, yeah. 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 Are you, are you familiar then with Elf Brown? Is that I am. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, Elf is part of a group called, um, Oh, bear with me. The company name that he is part of. Look, I got to go to my website to find That's it funny, real I, quick. Uh, Pro is it? Pro? It is front frontline. Yeah, frontline yeah, yeah. commercial vehicle solutions. So, Alf Brown used to be tied in with the Ministry of Transportation of Ontario. He was one of the big guys, and then uh, when he retired or left Ontario, he went to Alberta. And he became one of the big guys in Alberta with the uh, Alberta infrastructure. And then uh, I think when he retired. Um, he's now tied in with Frontline. So they are one of my strategic partners, uh, more so probably in Ontario than anything. But yeah, so Alf Brown is a big, well-known name and very, very smart guy. Yeah, yeah, him, Alex, and uh, Carrie with CVSA. I was just in CVSA training yep. a couple of weeks ago. Yep. So yeah, yep. I was... I like when someone can take a convoluted, in my mind, a convoluted scenario. I express mm-hmm. it. 
Yep. I, I know they hear me. And Alex does yep. this gift too, where I'm like, okay, you hear what I'm saying and you don't make me feel dumb for asking you empower right. the question right. and then you teach me. Yes. And yes, I think, exactly. again, that is a, uh, so, okay. I, I wasn't sure if you guys yep. were connected, but that's really cool. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Yep. So, yeah. yeah I've, met, uh, I've, met, I've never met Elf personally, but uh, Alex, Alex, I've been to a number of sessions. I've sat around uh, across the table, Alex, and I've had some lunch meetings and whatnot. When I was with the guarantee company, uh, we were, we reached out to Alex and Bud. Um, and Alex does most of the, the traveling and the training and whatnot, and Bud, I think, stays in Ontario. Bud's, Bud's the more comical of the two, to be honest with you. But Alex, very smart guy, and both of them, deep, deep backgrounds in CBSA training. Yeah. So they're very, very smart guys. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're good cool. people. So the uh, one of my, I call them the staple questions, something that I you've touched on a few times. I just like to clarify. Sure, sure. Um, but when we're talking legacy and yeah. impact and so when I think of legacy, it's not when I'm dead. Legacy mm-hmm. is you have a conversation to leave. What was I intentional in creating an impact? Right, right. You're a phenomenal for me now, mentor of that. Because again, as I listen to you more, I'm like, okay, I trust what John says. And I listen to you and Chris like at least once a week. So yep. what's your you've mentioned it a few times, but what is your overall goal when you're thinking about the impact you're having on industry, on clients, on insurance? Is it I want them to remember this key piece. Are you that deep in what you want people to remember? Because you're very engaging. You make it fun. You make it empowering. Yeah. But are you processing that in your own, I guess, in your own way when you're going to that meeting? I want them to know these three things. Or is it just, we'll see when we get there. And then you just naturally kind of make that happen. Yeah, it's 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 more about, um, yeah, I don't have any preconceived notions of, of what I want to make sure everybody knows before I, by the time I walk out of the door. I'm more... Um, we're going in, we're going to evaluate the operation and, and I get right down to finding out who are the players in, in the company. So I can get to know who they are at the table. What, what is your role? Uh, like a, a perfect example would be one that I went out to see, um, well, Monday, uh, last, uh, yeah, on Monday, I went out to see a customer, uh, husband and wife that run, I met in their house, in their living room, uh, just a small fleet, about 10 power units and whatnot. And you, 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 I really wanted to know who was doing what and, and what, so that when I had my conversation with them, I made sure to look at the person that I wanted to really engage with, right? Because it was like, there's no sense looking at the husband because he has nothing to do with the accounting side. So I need to talk to the wife, you know, and, and kind of make that happen. Um, but it's, it's knowing who the players are and then finding out the pitfalls that they're having to deal with, right? Because every company is different. A lot of the recommendations I may may offer may be very similar from one company to the next to the next. But what's interesting is how that item, that deficiency that they're dealing with, how they're going to have to get that implemented is going to be different. Might be the same recommendation every time. Might be, um, you know what, uh, you need this type of training. You know, this this let's call it XYZ training for everybody. And it's the same training for everybody, but how you implement it is going to be different because of the culture of your organization and how you treat your drivers versus how somebody else treats their drivers. So, so my goal is to make sure that when I'm in there, I want to walk, I want to walk away and make them go, wow, I just got a lot of great information. And I'm hoping now that you're going to be thinking about 
how do I implement this? How do I make this happen? You know, and, and as I say, at the, at the end of all my meetings with clients, regardless of who you are, you know, and, and I don't just do trucking. I do municipality work, school bus operations, small car fleets, you know, our passenger vehicle fleets and whatnot. Whatever it is, I want to be able to walk away and say, you've got my business card. You've got my number. If you have any questions whatsoever, if you've jotted down but forgot what I was talking about, don't be afraid to pick up the phone, send me an email, give me a call, send me a text. I'm more than willing to help out. That's what I want to do. The whole end goal is to make the industry a better place. Now, I know I'm one little guy in this big, huge pond of trucks, and, and we're not going to change the whole industry. But if I can change a few people, and then you can change a few people, and, and Chris can change a few people, between us all working together, we might be able to make a big difference out there. And then if we can change those people, those people can influence their drivers, their staff to kind of create a culture that becomes very contagious yes. in a very good way. Yes. Powerful. Yeah. I like the fact that, yeah, you're focused on the people side, like we've talked about throughout. Mm-hmm. So honestly, man, I'm just super yeah. grateful. So as we come to an end, can you give us another recap of where people can go to visit, obviously, Summit Risk Solutions, as well as the podcast? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So you can reach me at uh, john at summitriskolutions.ca website being summitriskolutions.ca um, are the uh, Podcast, he's a <laughs> lead, lead pedal. I see, I want to call it. Geez, that's that's oh my god, I'm losing my mind here. Anyway, it is the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast, and we have a website, Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast.ca. It's huge, uh, but nonetheless, uh, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, I believe you can you can Google up or search up on YouTube trucking risk insurance podcast, or even go to safety dog, uh, safety and then dog D A W G that's Chris's handle. Uh, and it's linked to, uh, the podcast is linked there, or you can go to your favorite podcast provider, Spotify, iPad, iApple, whatever that is over there. Uh, and then search up uh, trucking risk and insurance podcast and you'll find us there. And, uh, you know, Hey, we'd love to have more listeners and whatnot. Chime in, like subscribe, you know, comment, uh, Chris does a, um, a, a live podcast every Monday at one o'clock Eastern standard time. Uh, and it's basically the, um, hot tips of, uh, safety dog pro tips and stuff like that. Uh, it's usually a short 15 minute blip and whatnot. And then every Friday, 10 o'clock, we try to drop a podcast and sometimes we go live and, uh, sometimes it's pre-recorded or whatever, depending on what's going on. We, and it's not just about us. We bring on, uh, different guests. You've been on there with, with Chris as well. So yeah, it's, and, and it's fun. It's all about just having fun, uh, and trying to educate whoever wants to be educated and listen. And it's free. It doesn't cost yeah. you a dime. So yeah. powerful, man. Yeah. John, honestly, I'm, uh, I'm really pumped. <laughs> I'm sure you can see I smile a lot and I shake my head and agree yeah, a lot. So nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm super grateful though. Yeah. And it's been a your journey, like I said at the beginning, is really inspiring because there is opportunity and you can pivot and you can impact oh. people and you can yep. obviously do very well for your family. So oh, really yeah, appreciate yeah. you hopping on, you know, man. Well, well, thank you for having me. It's been it's been awesome. You know, it's great. So, but you know, the whole goal is how can we help more? How can we touch base, you know, and uh you know, that's, that's our goal here is trying to, we're, we're hoping to grow this little company and bring some more people on, on board. And if we can do that, well, then there'd be two crazy buggers that are going to, you know, talk to customers and tell them how, how they can do a better job. 
Yes. Yeah. No, and I'll help spread the word for sure. So I appreciate awesome. it. Thank cool. You. Cool. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Okay, man. Have a good rest of your day. But yeah, thank you again. I will appreciate do. It. Appreciate you, it. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Hey, John, honestly, thank you so much for hopping on the Truck Focus podcast today and sharing your incredible story, but also for the impact that you're having in the lives of so many people in our industries. So today, honestly, the biggest takeaway for myself was the clarity, John, that you provided in a number of opportunities that exist in our industries, and that in order to actually pursue these industries, we have to be willing to improve because there's always that opportunity. So thanks for that. So I highly recommend that all of our listeners go check out the Trucking Risk and Insurance podcast and also connect with John by visiting summitrestolutions.ca. So John, thank you so much again for hopping on. I really appreciate it. So if this is the first time you've ever checked out the Truck Focus podcast, I really welcome you to our community and all of our dedicated listeners. I just wanted to continue to say thank you so much in your investment of time. I ask that you like this episode and share it out as John added so much value today. As always, let's create a pivotal impact.